Okay, guys, ready? Let's do this. So we are in Perik Shani. Um, we're in Chelagal Perik Shani, and we last time we had just finished Os Bays, and we need to talk about Os Bays a little bit. Um, so in your book, you found it? Oh, um, um, yeah. So it's on page thirty-eight in the yeah, yeah. Rivari Kaplan one. Okay, the the island that survived and made it here today. <laughs> so um, they they they, they tiny that by Pesach that every, the table set and everybody's ready to go. By Sukkot it's you know just running like a crazy man until uh, until Shkia. So. Sman Sim Chasena. right? Yeah. It's a crazy happy. Crazy happy, right? So it's just that one could uh, wake up and shop. Okay, so last time we spoke about the idea of Bechira and how Akash Baruch Hu designed that we needed Bechira because we needed to be the Baal, we needed to be the owner of our own Tov. And, and just like Akash Baruch Hu's Tov is something which is intrinsic to Akash Baruch Hu, it comes from himself, it's not B'derech Mikra, it's not a happenstance by Hashem that he's good, his goodness and his perfection is by dint of his own self, whatever that means. So too, we need to acquire goodness so we can be the owner of our own tov also. And in that way, the Ramachal says that we can be similar to Kodesh Baruch Hu. And by us being similar to Kodesh Baruch Hu, that will enable us to be Mizdabek, to connect to Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's what he says. So basically by us changing our essence and making ourselves um, the owner of our own goodness, or our being that, that we own our own goodness, that enables us to connect to HaKadosh Baruch because we're like Hashem. So that, that needs a little bit of a perish, right? That needs, that needs some Hasbro. What does that mean? That by us being the Balatov, then there's a, an ability for us to, to, to overlap with HaKadosh Baruch and connect with him. So Rari Kaplan actually speaks about this. Um, I forgot where. I read it a long time ago. But he gives a, a great muscle. Um, so first of all, he brings the Chazal. Chazal tell us that, it's actually, I think, in, in, by Lot, that one malach that has two missions um, is considered two malachim. And two malachim that have the same mission is considered one malach. Why is that? Right? Because he said that on an informational realm, when you live in a place where there is no space, so then the definition of something, if you have a copy of the same thing, you, it, it's the same thing. So let, let's give a muscle for that. Um, you have two files on the computer. So I don't know how computers work anymore. It's been a long time since uh, I, I you know, went to school and uh, they've changed so rapidly. But in the good old days, you had a hard disk. I remember when I was a kid, I mean, that they, it was like this big... Um, no, not the floppy disk. I'm talking about the, the hard drive of a computer. I don't know how they work anymore, but the way it used to work was it was this big um, circular magnet, like this thick, um, it looked like a symbol almost, and the way it would work is that the computer would write information on that disk magnetically. It would actually save it on different places on the actual circumference of this disk, right? So let's say you have, two, you have two Word files that say the exact same thing, or two files that say the exact same thing. How many files do you have? Do you have one file, or do you have two files? Right, when you make a duplicate of a file. You have two files. Why is that? Because you're storing the file on two different parts of the disk. It's a different space on the disk. But let's say we would say informationally. Let's take the world of space out of the picture for a minute. How many files do you have now if the files say the exact same thing? Just one. You have one, because they're, they're identical, right? The only reason why on the computer they come up as two different files is because they're being stored in two different locations on the hard disk. But theoretically, in an informational world, right, two plus two equals four, it doesn't matter how many times you make the equation. It's one equation. It's not multiple equation, because in an informational world, two things whose self-identity um, are the same, 
are one thing. It's not two different things. So a malach who exists in the world of Shemaim where there's no space and there's no time, and he has a shlichas, he has a mission, if he has two missions, by definition, he's two different entities because he's doing two different things. If, he's two, if, if he has, um, if two malachim have the same mission, by definition, they're the same malach because they're, 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 they're in, in an informational world, they look identically, uh, they look the same, they're identical. So too, that when we make our, our self-definition that like a Kodesh Baruch Hu, our reality in a spiritual world begins to overlap the reality of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Right, so we start looking like Kodesh Baruch Hu. and in a world where you your 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 definition is similar to another entity's definition, then that merges in an informational world the two things to be closer. So the overlap of us being the Balatov of the Kodesh Baruch Hu makes it that our self definition to some degree resembles that of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. and in that way there is a merging between ourselves and Hashem. Does it make does it make sense? You know, and, and what? Well, with us being in a physical world. It's hard it's, to imagine. Right. It, but it's, you just, it's, it's, I guess you're, it's the closest you can get. Right. But, but think of the muscle with the files, you know, right. that if I have two files that are, the coding is off by a smidgen, right? right. I would say these are two very similar files, right. right? And to some degree, I would say, you know, 98% it's the same file, but the, the difference in the coding between one file and the other file is what makes it something which is a distinctive right. file, right? Or, or a genetic code. You know, two people could have a very similar genetic code. Um, it's, it's the differences that make them different, but everything else is really the, the same. So to so some degree, you know, you, you look at it as it's, it's one species, it's one entity, it's one thing, because it, 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 informationally it, it looks the same, right? It's, 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 it's a lumbus, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard to wrap your head around it being a physical being, but, but the, the basic idea is that the mitzvahs that we do, by us making us the owner of our own tov, so then we resemble a Kodesh Baruch Hu. by resembling a Kodesh Baruch Hu, our self-definition, our Kodesh Baruch Hu self-definition, end up merging at a certain point, and that's what enables there to be a tveh, because that's a little bit more the lumbus, a, a more like grub muscle for it, which is not as, as precise, you know, in, in the lumbus, but to give a sense of it, is just basically, imagine, imagine you had um, um, a king or a queen, she's making a big royal feast, a party, Right, one of these multiple course meals, and all the dignitaries are there, and everywhere, everybody there has a bad accent and, uh, and fancy clothing and, and whatnot. Yeah, and you have two uninvited guests. One is uh, a pauper, a guy. He's once he wants a suit, he's, he's hungry, and he comes in and he smells and he doesn't speak with the right refined language, and his clothes are tattered. Right, how long is he going to last over there? Not long. Right, they're going to kick him out. They're going to boot him out. Like you don't belong here. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. Yeah. You don't merge with everybody that's here. You have another person who's a rich, sophisticated guy, or at least he looks that way, and he comes in and he plays it. He plays the. He talks the talk. He walks the walk. He's dressed the right way, um, and he can stay at the party even though he's not really you know invited there. So the same thing here also. That by us being diamond to Kodesh Baruch Hu, we fit with the existence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Whereas if we if we're so different in in essence from Hashem, there's no room for tveikus. I mean, they talk about in relationships that opposites. Attract, it, it, you know, it's possible. It may be true to some degree, but not if they're so opposite, right? If, if you know, you, there has to be overlap. If there's not overlap, then there's no mockum for, yeah. for, for, for dveikus. I'm saying if, if you know, if, if you have um, one person is um, an uptight, you know, religious dude, and the other person is a free, free spirited, um, you know, hippie. Um, um, that believes in, in the, who knows what, you know, right? Then it's going to be very hard shidduch. It's, it's, not, it's not going to go. Right? Because there has to be overlap. If there's no overlap, then there's no makum for 
Tveikis. Again, it doesn't mean that there, there can't be complexities or different, you know, differences in a relationship. And, and, the, and in a relationship, you know, things that are different might be able to, to hone the skills of the other one and learn from each other and, and whatnot. But, but there has to be some area of, of, of a common ground. So, so too, that by us becoming the Baladov, that creates a level of common ground that we have with the Kosh Baruch Hu, enabling there to be a Tveikis and a, and, a, and, a, and a connection. So that, that's what the Rimchal over here says. Um, the... I, would, I want to use this, the Ramchal and Das Tunis gives a different reason for why we need Bechira. But based on this answer, I want, I want to say a Chiddush um, about, you know, a fascinating Rambam and, and Gemara. The, the Gemara of Adazara talks about Rebbe ben Tradian. So on Yom Kippur, we actually... When we That's Brewer's father? Those who? No, no, Brewer's father. Oh, right. That wasn't her... F- that was her father. I never did the math. Her... Right, so tried your, right, right, right. right. I think you're right, because you're right. The Gemara over there says that Buria sent a Remeyer to rescue his sister, his sister-in-law. So that would make Ruchai Ben Tradia and Remeyer Shver. I never did the math like that. I mean, that's, that's, you're right, it's, it's obvious. <laughs> Good, very good, okay, I learned something. So the Gemara over there has Ruchai Ben Tradia, right, who apparently was Remeyer Shver, Buria's, Buria's father, um, was teaching Terah in public. We just we read about him during during the Aveda. He was teaching Torah in public during the times of the, of the Romans, and the Romans made a, made a, made exeria against it. And the Gemara says he was makel kihilas. He gathered people together and he was malamdum Torah. And he went to his rabbi Rabbi Yosef and Kisma. Rabbi Yosef and Kisma said to him, Chananya, what are you doing? He says, What are you going to do if you get caught by the Romans? So he says, oh, Hashem Yazar. Hashem's going to help. Mamish that lashon. I've never seen the Gemara. You know, we say Hashem Yazar. The Gemara. That's what he said. Yosef and Kisma says to him back, it's a, it's a great line, he says, says, I'm telling you a dover shall tam. I'm telling you something which is logical, and you say to me, Hashem Yazor, right? That's not an answer, right? So Rechaim and Trajan all of a sudden apparently gets very worried, and he says, Rebbe, will I have a chilek in Olam Haba? And Yosef and Kisma says, Have you ever had a, a maisa? Any, you ever did anything good in your life? Right? He says, yeah, one time I was the Gabbai Tzedakah and I was collecting money for Purim and I had other money in my pocket also and I had flipped the Purim money with, with the other Tzedakah money and, and uh, so the halacha is you have to pay back the Purim money so instead of taking it for the public funds I took from my own money and I replenished the Purim funds for my money. Oh, and Kismas says, oh wow, unbelievable. He says, I'm jealous. My chalik should be like your chalik. My chalik should be like your chalik, he tells him. If only I could have an olam haba like yours. Right, Fortunately, the end of the Gemara's Rechaim and Trajan was killed. Look, you read the answer of Rabbi Malchus, who was wrapped in the Sefer Torah. Fine. Um, the, the Gemara is a plea from beginning until the end. You have here a person that ostensibly spent his entire life learning Torah, and not only did he learn Torah, he taught Torah. He taught Torah with great mysterious nefesh, even though it might have been risky, dangerous. We could have a Hashkafic debate between him and his Rebbe. Was that an appropriate thing to do to teach Torah in public like that? But, but, I mean, but again, we're talking about a person of tremendous stature and Avedis Hashem. And when he comes to the realization that he might die over, you know, teaching, teaching Torah publicly, he wants to know if he has a chelak in haba. Why would he have a shayla if he has a chelak in haba? So what was the answer? The answer was, well, have you ever done anything good with your life? Right. Uh, he's, his whole life is in learning, right? And the answer is, yeah, yeah, yeah. One time, I, I, you know, the, the, the money got flipped and I used for my own pocket. And Yisman Kisman jumps up and says, wow, I'm jealous of your olam haba. The whole thing is bizarre. Our whole Mahabha is going to be based on whether or not one time we, we did a nice thing with our, our money and that another scholar should then be jealous that we did such a thing. Not jealous, but, you know, say, if only I could do such a thing like that. The whole thing doesn't make sense, right? It's, 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 uh, it's very counterintuitive. It's very hard to understand. 
So, you know, the, the, the Mephorshim deal with it, the Maral says, no, the Maral, the, the Marsha over there says, and the Maral also that, that um, what, what we, the Gemara over there is having a discussion about Torah and Chesed. And in fact, the Gemara over there says that uh, Rechelam Trajan was um, imprisoned with, um, or taken to trial with a different Tana. And he told that Tana, you're going to go free and I'm going to get killed. And the other Tana says, I have like five counts against me from the Romans, right? I mean, not, he didn't do anything wrong. He learned Torah, but the five counts. You have one count. He says, no, you did Torah and Chesed. And, uh, and I didn't do Torah and Chesed. So the Gemara then asks the Kash from this whole story. You see that Rechaim Chodin did do Chesed. Look, he flipped the money. He gave, he gave the money back. Right. The Gemara says he didn't do Chesed Kedeboi. He didn't do Chesed to the degree that he could have done Chesed. The other Tana was most certainly Isaac and Chesed. Interesting enough that um, Rechaim um, Brisker on his Matseva, it doesn't say about the guy and the Gadol, the, the person who changed the yeshiva world, right? It says over there that he tried to do chesed as best as he can. It's a fascinating thing. At the end of the day, when all is said and done, you know, you're, you're looked at by your, by, by your chesed. I'm sure your, your Torah learning helps also, but it's a fascinating thing to, to look at this Gemara. So, so clearly there was some small lack of chesed in Chayim Tradian, and, and that's what led to his, his death. So, so the Gemara says, Gemara says, no, he did chesed, he just didn't do it to, to the extreme. Fine. So the, so the, the Marsha says, is what his Rebbe was asking him was that a Talmud Chacham who learns without doing chesed also is lacking. Is lacking, and, and, and all the terror of it doesn't have this idea of helping other people, you've kind of missed the mark. And what the Rebbe was asking him was like, tell me about yourself, you know? Are you a person who also did chesed? Maybe you have a story to illustrate, you did chesed. And when he gave that story, so, oh, this, this tells me that you, you must have been doing chesed in general in your life, and if you learned and you've been doing chesed, so then I'm jealous of your Olam Haba, right? So the, the story is very imprecise. It's not because of this one maisa that he did, but it's, it's just like kind of like a picture of a person to give us a sense of you've been doing chesed. That's the Marsha learns the Gemara the The Rambam says something incredible, and in, 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 I believe it's in Shemona Prakim, um, and, 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 and like it's... It, it's very, very, very difficult Rambam and a very powerful Rambam. The Rambam brings the Yisoyed, he says, um, um, Hold on. No, no, it's not it. Right? Hashem wanted to be mezakeh, the Jewish people, therefore he gave them a lot of mitzvahs. Says the Rambam, what do I see in this Gemara? I see that in order to have Olam Haba, a person has to do one mitzvah, which is lishma. One mitzvah, which is lishma, you have to do a mitzvah for a kodesh baruch Hu and only for a kodesh baruch Hu without having mixed in the mitzvah any other kind of thoughts or motivations, um, any 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 sense of self-aggrandizement or, or, or personal gain in a, in a mitzvah. Right? As I see in this gemara, even though he's teaching Torah, we don't know. Maybe he did it to look good. Maybe he did it in order to to, to elevate himself up other people, to control other people. Who, who knows what? Or reward, right? Well, that, that, that's debatable. We'll get there in a second. If that's a, if that's a problem, let's right? So the Rambam says, so the Rambam says that this Misa illustrated he did something in his life that was Lishma. That was the one mitzvah he did in his life that was Lishma, right? It's a very funny Rambam. All these mitzvahs Hashem gave us just so that we should get one mitzvah to be to be Lishma. And the Maral goes to town against the Rambam and he doesn't like it and various, I mean, can move on. It's a big tradition in the Rambam. So I was thinking though, what, what in the world is shot in this Rambam? I know he, he sees it in the Gemara, but we could learn the Gemara differently, right? We can learn the Gemara like the Gemara Shah. It was just an illustration of how, how kind of a person you are. See, what's the shot in the Rambam? And after thinking about it, I think that this Ramchal really addresses the, the, that, that Rambam. I think what, 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 what the Rambam is saying is that <clears throat> the point of the mitzvahs are to make ourselves doimit to Kodesh Baruch to enable us to be davik to Hashem. If a mitzvah is done in such a way 
where it doesn't resemble a Baruch Hu, but rather it resembles the covering on a Baruch Hu, Elam Hazah, the world of Teva. It's done in such a way where it, it, the purpose of the mitzvah is, is self-serving, and it's not giving, and it's not ruchni, and therefore it becomes a chilek of the world of Gashmias, right? Just like in the physical world, people do things because they want to get ahead in life, and, and that's the way that, that, sure. that, that things run. Nobody's interested in doing things just to, you know, only Klai is this Milo Lishma, because only we are the extension of Kosh Baruch in this world who are given a Torah and told that, that our job in this world is to connect ourselves to our Creator and to bring the sense of our Creator into this world and to complete the world like we daven in Yom Narayim. So Lishma is something which rests only with the, with, with the Jewish people. You don't find it in the natural world. A person does a mitzvah shalol Lishma. The nature of the mitzvah is not an Olam Habedika mitzvah. It is a mitzvah which is really part of Olam Hazah. Right? It's almost day, Mother Mechal is going to speak later about the idea that certain Rishoyim get paid off in this world, right? The Kosh Baruch Hu is fair and, judge, and, and, and is just. So if you have um, a Rasha that, uh, you know, um, once crossed an old lady across the street, the Kosh Baruch Hu can't withhold schar from him, even though he doesn't deserve al Naba. So he pays them off in this world, right? So the obvious question you could have on that is that, what kind of payment is that, right? We know we talked about last week, Olam Haba, and how nothing in this world could come close to Olam Haba. The nature of, of goodness in Olam Haba is not comparable to, to what it is in this world. How, can, how is it fair to pay the Russia off for his deed in this world? It's the wrong currency, right? Like we discussed last week. I think the answer is very posh. Because the Russia, the way he did the mitzvah was an Olam Hazatika mitzvah. His motivations were very selfish, probably. He made it a mitzvah, but it was bigger than either, right? You don't, you don't get more, you don't get more than what you put in. Right. Oh, you put it in for Gashmias, you get it out for Gashmias. Right, I, right, exactly. So I think the Ramam is saying that for us to forge a connection with Kosh Baruch the next world, we have to have this element of Lishma. Like we saw in the Ramachal originally that Hashem created the world altruistically in order to give to somebody else. So when a person does a mitzvah altruistically for the sake of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, because he wants to, to come close to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, so there's a big discussion in some Rishonim. Is it that you have to do it not wanting Olam Haba? Or even if you know you're going to Olam Haba, it's okay, but, but your goal shouldn't be for yourself. It should be to connect yourself to Kodesh Baruch Hu. That, that, that itself could be a noble enough goal that that's called Lishma. There is, there is, there is discussion about that. But so the, so the Nefshachayim and Shardal, it says, Terah Lishma is, is where you're learning because you enjoy Terah. So you are allowed to enjoy it, right? But you're doing it for the thing itself as opposed to doing it for some external reason. Learning Terah as a means to get respect is low Lishma. Learning Terah because a person in, loves the Torah and knows the Torah comes from Hashem and wants to be a part of it, right? Even though it, that may be self-serving to some degree, but that's still at that point considered lishma. But but I guess it's a midah If a person doesn't do a mitzvah that's lishma, then the schar in the next world can't be lishma. So and it's almost like the mitzvah lishma that a person does is able to make him comparable to his creator in such a way where he can have a dveikus to his creator. So I think that this Ramchal can kind of shed light on that Rambam, we have to some way change ourselves where we have an element of altruism to ourselves, an element of lishma to ourselves, and that overlaps with the altruism and lishma that exists by Kosh Baruch Hu, enabling the two entities, Asa and Kosh Baruch Hu, to overlap, and therefore we can have dveikas to, to, to Hashem. So I think that it's almost like a tznayin olam haba that you have some level of lishma on you. Maybe that's what maybe that's what the Rambam means. Because it's hard to understand the Rambam Kipshuto that all the mitzvahs that you do aren't the Shema really don't count. And the only mitzvah you get all the for is the, the one, I gave you all these mitzvahs and like they really, you know, they're just opportunities for you to finally find the one that you're good at and that you're going to do the Shema. It's very hard to understand it like that. The way I'm understanding it is that I, I gave you all these mitzvahs that way at least if one of them is the Shema, that element of the Shema you can bake into yourself enabling you to connect to Kosh Baruch Hu, and, that, and that's the caveat for all the other mitzvahs also to, to, to be there for you. Any other missiles is greater than zero, even if it's not Lishma. I mean, again, there's the way I'm learning the round 100%.
the way you would read the Rambam Kapshuta, which all the Akhirinim had a hard time with the Rambam, that's what it sounds like, and it's very hard to understand. Uh, the he, he, he's, he, I'm sorry, do you want to? The scar for, for mitzvahs that are not Lishma right. is greater than zero. But the, the simplistic reading of the Rambam, it sounds like he's saying that. You mean in, in, in Al-Mahabha? Yes, but that's very hard to understand, which is why all the Akhirinim jump on this Rambam. Right. Nobody likes this Rambam, right? So what I'm suggesting is that he's not saying that. That of course all the mitzvahs are there to give you a tzvekas to Kodesh Baruch Hu. But there has to be some mitzvah that's done with Shema, that way your self-definition can overlap with the Kodesh Baruch Hu to, in order to forge that kesher with Hashem. It's very similar to what this Ramchal is saying, that you have to be the Baal HaTov. Just like Kodesh Baruch Hu's tov is intrinsic, your tov has to be intrinsic. I'm saying maybe the Rambam is, maybe I'm suggesting, the Rambam could be saying, just like Kodesh Baruch Hu's, you know, actions with us were altruistic, you have to develop within yourself some level of altruism in order that your definition of Shem's definitions to cross over and allow for Tvekas. There's this idea that if you do it lowly eventually it'll, there's a possibility. It'll come to Shema, 100%. So maybe it's this, it's like, you know, we're not, we're not, uh, it's, it's kind of what, what we're hoping. It's, it's, That's true, but it's hard to imagine, and it's really not, the hashkafa of the Jewish world at this point, which is the multitude of all this farm, that mitzvahs that you do the Lola Shema do not um, count. I mean, that's a hard thing to understand. And after after right. Adam, not, I'm saying that it doesn't count. I'm saying that the idea that you it might bring you that you, even if you, it doesn't become that the possibility it's enough. Just like you know, there's this idea I thought with Chuba that if you Chuba Mahava that you know you can actually convert your right there's into mitzvahs, mitzvahs because right. if you there's you know if you realize that. Yeah, I'm, I'm using... Oh, so you're saying that the... Oh, that's cute. I hear you talking. You're saying that a person comes to the Madriga of Lishma eventually, so everything that was on the road in Louis Lishma gets schlepped into that, 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 that final mitzvah. Not even reach the, the possibility right. itself. Right. It could be. It could be. I mean, I think, I think for there, a taka person does have to reach... Um, a, a, a person over there does need to um, to do chuvah ma'ava in the end right. in order for them to, to flip. But, but, to flip. Right. but yeah, I hear. Retroactively. But, but, we, but we believe... Again, it's Mavur and all this farm that Amaisa Mitzvah is done even without Kavana, even though it's sorely lacking that Mitzvah, even without the proper Cheshek. All it needs, bare minimum, Lahalacha, is that you know that you're doing the Mitzvah for Hashem, as opposed to thinking you're doing it for Avodah or being an atheist. As long as a person Mitzvah is in. It's very hard, though. I mean, I, most people you know, get up and, you know, we're, we're attached to this world, so there's, you know. To have it purely pure, I mean, that's a, that's a certain level. Right, so I'm saying, we, yeah. we, we hold Mikra Din, Mitzvah's Ein Srikas Kavana, or even Mitzvah's Srikas Kavana, the bare minimum Kavana you find in Halacha that you need is purely just to know that there is a God and you're doing the Mitzvah for Him. That's it. So this Rambam is very difficult to understand in that regard. So the way I'm saying it, I think, I think it, it makes it, it gives it a certain time, it makes it a little bit more, more palatable. Anyway, okay, so that, that's my Kiddush in the Rambam. So I, I based it basically on, the, on this, this, this from Chal is what inspired me for it. I wanted to share. All right, but the other shot that we have in Bechira is from Das Tfunis. So the Rambam in Das Tfunis um, brings a Yerushalmi that says, that talks about the idea that a person doesn't want to eat lechem de chsufa, doesn't want to eat bread, which comes with embarrassment. That if we would just be an Alam Haba, there would be an element of embarrassment that a Baruch Hu is really giving to us our Ruchnias um, on a silver platter. And, and, and we would not have earned it, and therefore any, anybody who eats something where he didn't earn it, there's a level of shame or embarrassment that's involved, and therefore it would be an incomplete giving of Baruch Hu. And like we said from the Rukal, that Hashem's giving has to be a perfect giving, so any giving which creates shame, or any sort of a busha to the makablam, to the one that's receiving it, is lacking in, 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 in the giving. So that's what Rukal says in Das Tunis. Um, just to reflect on that also briefly, 
people have a hard time with this pshat in the Ramchal, that the whole reason for Bechira is that so we shouldn't feel shame when we get our schar in the next world. And they ask, you know, who, who, who are people? I've spoken to people, people ask me this question, Ephraim, by four years ago actually, um, was, was, was bothered by this. He says, okay, so I understand, just take the, the emotion of shame out of the equation. So wh- why, why does it have to be that way? Kosh Baruch is designing a world, he can do whatever he wants. So just create an Olamaba where there's no shame. Why do we have to have this sense? This is, Hashem created such a sense that we only um, enjoy that which we earn or we effort over, right? That's what he was asking. Other people have asked me this question before. I've wondered this before. So I was thinking about it on, on, on a little bit of a deeper, deeper ifen. I, I don't, I don't think the pshat is that it's an emotional feeling of shame that we're describing. I think the pshat is that a Baruch Hu wanted an olam haba where we were an active participant, where we had a sense to be a mashpia, right? It, it, it's not so much an emotion of shame. Oh, I got something which you know. I mean, we could argue. I don't know. I got something for free. Everybody likes a good deal, right? It's not that. It's that Hashem wanted us to not just be a makabel, to also be a mashpia. That he, that he, that he, he, he wanted us. He wanted us to. Have to yes, he wanted us to. He wanted us to. Uh, he wanted us to to be involved as well. He wanted us to to be a partner. He wanted us, but not just a partnership. But he he didn't want us to be something that was passive. Um, and and. Well, in the person in this world, like when Michal speaks about das tefunis, through the meisim that we do, we are. Megala Hakadosh Baruch Hu's yichud, his unity in the world, right? We know the famous Navi. We we read in the Haftarah. Well, how long ago was it? I don't know. I think it was during the summer. That it ends biita achishana. Talks about the geula that Hakadosh Baruch Hu will bring the geula biita in its proper time. Achishana. He will speed up the time for the geula. What are these two mahalchem? Right. We find that there is a time when Hashem will reveal Himself to the world, and we also find that through our mitzvahs we can be zeicha to bring about a Kodesh Baruch Hu revealing himself to the world. So it's almost a stira. Either there's an appointed time or, or, or it's totally based on our actions. So the Michal is going to speak about this, this, this later also. But the Shadis, they're both true, right? They're two worlds. They're the worlds of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's Yichud, which he speaks about in Das Tunis, his oneness, and he's going to reveal his oneness, and Hashem has a plan for creation, and that's what we've learned in the Sefer. He created the world to give to man, and he's not going to leave it to us to earn it because the plan has got to go through at some point, we, we can't right. just leave it to man's free will and let the let the circle keep going around. The world lasts you know, so long. What? There's, there's, there's got to be a limit. There's got to be an end time because that was his rotsin in, in 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 the world. This is a temporary stop that we're in Olam Hazar that we're we're earning it. The earning stage will end at some point because he he wants to bring about the the the, the goal to the world. So by definition, there has to be a kates. he wanted us to have and to feel that we were involved in the process. So he gave us the ability to earn it and to bring it. Faster, when we do mitzvahs, we are being megala, we are revealing, we are Hashem's unity, His oneness in the world, we are chipping away at the covering on the world that we spoke about, the tzimtzum that we spoke about before, and, and, we are, and, we, and we're, we're allowing Hashem to shine His light through there. We, as the Jewish people, are going to be the ones that are going to bring that light to the world to, to, and, and to, to ensure the world that there's a Kosh Baruch Hu and live as a dogma, an example, and to allow the hashpa, that's what we daven for on, on, on Yom Narayim. So they're both true. And at the end of the day, Hashem is going to reveal Himself. He is going to connect Himself to us. He's going to create an Olam Haba. He's going to be Mekayim, the purpose and creation to give to man. It's going to happen. Be'ita. It has an appointed time for it. There's a Kates. And what a Baruch wants ultimately is going to go. And you can't stop it. And, and if you're lazy and don't do the work, it's going to happen anyway. At the same time, who's Mezaka us with the chalik, that we have the ability to be a partner in doing that. And as much as we want to do it is as much as we will have a deeper appreciation of it 
when it comes, we are chipping away at the covering of this world, allowing Akash Baruch Hu to, to enter this world, and everybody has his chelak and avayda, everyone was allotted his area, and it's what, it's what makes every yid special. A person says, what am I? I'm just another number of the Jewish people. I'm, I'm, I'm yid number, you know, 14 billion, whatever, and I'm not any more special than the generation before me. No, 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 no. You are given a certain chelak. All of Kalei is meant to bring out Akash Baruch Hu's aura in the world. Will you meet your tachlis? Will you not meet your tachlis? I don't know. You know, that, that's, that's up to you, and there's a lot of siyat shmai to get you there, and that's what the ensuing Prokim of, 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 of the Sefer is going to talk about how Kodesh Baruch Hu gets everybody to do what it is they need to do. But you have a chalik and bring out a Kodesh Baruch Hu's yichud, which is special, that belongs to you, that doesn't belong to anybody else. And that is not the world of yichud, that's what we call the world of mishpat. That you earn something. By you doing something, you brought out Hashem's yichud. So either it will come be'ita, or you will be able to do maizim and bring it out. But you are a partner, you are a chalik with Kodesh Baruch Hu. He didn't want an olam haba to be purely that you're just in the keva, that you're just a receptacle that is receiving. He wanted you to feel that you were involved mm-hmm. in the process, right? And part of giving to somebody is not inundating them, but it's allowing them to have a sense of self as well. So I don't know it's the emotion of Busha that we're talking about. There might be some level of emotion up there, I don't know. But it's not, it's the concept of what Busha is. It's the idea that he didn't want an Olam Haba that was totally passive. He didn't want an Olam Haba where we would be inundated by his, by his, by his, the outpouring of his chesed and the outpouring of his, of his perfection. He wanted us to feel that we belong over there, that we have a place, that we did something, that we were special, that we, that, that we're also involved in, 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 in the process. And just like any relationship a person would have um, with, with another person, whenever you have, you know, one partner that is totally, you know, outpouring to the other partner and the other partner is, is, is totally ungrateful or, or it's not really a relationship. Even on the other end of the person who is the, the selfish one, I, I cannot imagine that they're enjoying that relationship, right? To be in a relationship where you feel that you are, that you're taking and taking and you're the total recipient, right? Even if we leave out the, the emotion of Busha for a second, it's not a relationship. A relationship, by definition, has a give and take. So I, I think the deeper understanding of what the Ramchal is bringing in Das Tfunis is not so much the emotion of Busha, because yes, we can, we, can, we can get away with that, right? We, will, we can wave that emotion away out. But fundamentally, it's not considered to be a giving unless if there is a party that's receiving that also is involved in the, in the process. And you have multiple Chazal about this, by the way. You have, you know, Chazal talk about the idea that uh, Kosh Baruch Hu and that Tzadikim will be, uh, he'll be metayl, he'll... he'll, he'll um, He'll um, teal. What's teal? He'll take a trip. He'll yeah. um, he'll he'll stroll. Oh. He'll stroll. Yeah. Strolling. That's the word. He'll stroll with the tzaddikim and Gan Eden and 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 they'll be close. But that says. But then the measure says. But but they'll fear him. Right? Meaning, there will be this relationship of of a chavris of a friendship. Right? Like we said, Atta. Uh, uh, we said. Um, Hashem um, is the raya. We just said it by Anu Avdecha v'Atam Alkenu. One of this is Ata Rayacha v'Anachnu Daidenu. Right? You are a raya. What's a raya? A, a raya is a, is, is a friend. No, it's a roa. Reish Ayin Yudhei is a friend. Right? So the difference between between a, um, a raya and a dod. A raya is a friendship which never separates. Right? That they're they're always together. A lifelong friendship. A dode is, is like a lover, something that it's sometimes on, sometimes off, right? In Shir Shirim, it's about the dodin, right? That sometimes Kalaiswal is connected to Hashem, other times Kalaiswal does a various and falls away, right? And you do the but dode is, a, is a, some of a fickle relationship that, you know, when, when, it's, when, it's, when it's good, it's on. When it's off, it's apart. Reim, Reim Ahuvim, Reim are that they're, they're inseparable from each other, right? So Kosh Baruch Hu is our Reim. We're his dode. We, we don't always, you know, there is this element of Reis, of friendship, of companionship that we will have with the Kosh Baruch 
Baruchu, and it's a different type of relationship than purely being a receiver, right? I, I, I think that's the deeper touch in, in understanding it. So it's not purely an emotion of embarrassment. It's rather we want to create this concept of reyes, this friendship that we both, we both, we both play a role. Okay, this, this took longer than, than, uh, than expected. The other one's got to go. Should we start the next part or do we hold it? Um, Let's start the next point, and then we'll talk a little about Sukkot, and we most certainly will have to come back to it. Okay, so so maybe maybe another five five minutes or so. So we're going to start Gimel. Amnon So he said in the end, therefore, since man has become the Balatov, he's going to put him in a world where there's elements of Shlemis and elements of Chisaron, and man's job is going to be to move towards Shlemis and become more like his creator and move away from chisaron um, and, 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 and remove elements of lacking this from himself. So therefore he said in the world, in the previous oath, he said in the world you're going to have to find elements of shlemis, elements of chisaron, and it's going to be a man's job to stay away from the chisaron and pull himself away from the natural chisaron and move himself into shlemis. So says, even though in truth he says, that this creation, which acquired the perfection, is going to be fitting to connect to Kashbarko because he's going to make himself like Hashem, like we just discussed. In the process of him acquiring the Shlemis, he will be continually in a process of connecting to Hashem. Okay? I'll explain this in a minute. Until the end, when he finds himself totally connected, it's all Inyan Echad. It's all one process. So let's describe what this means. Sometimes when um, you have things where, let's say you write a computer code, a computer program, and you write the code, and when you compile the the program, I took took AP uh, computer programming in high school many years ago, and I find it's an awesome place for Mishalim for Machshava. It happens to be, I don't know why, but uh, but Arnold likes to, to use a lot. But, but, but anyway, you, 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 you start writing a code and then you hit the compile button and either the code works or it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, you get a big error message and you get very angry. And if it does work, so it pops up and it works, right? There's nowhere in between, right? There's no like, it kind of works, it doesn't really work. Like either it's going to go, it's not going to go and you don't really see it until it's done. I mean, what, what's Chati code? Half half coding, it's nothing. It's it's worthless. It's 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 words on a piece of, on, on on a screen, right? A complete code will form a program. Other things don't work like that. Like when they put up a building, you know, you 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 can watch them put up the building and you see, oh, they did the bottom layer and they did the next layer and the next layer. And every step you see, you know, some level of a shlamus that's being built. And every step builds on the other step and, and it's a continual process. And when they finally put the roof on the building, it's not the shot like all of a sudden it's a building. No, it's been a building for a long time and this is just the absolute completion of it. So the Michal says the same thing with mitzvahs also. We don't, we shouldn't look at mitzvahs like a uh, like an arcade. Right? One day to go to arcade with your children and what do they do? They play all these games, and it spits out the tickets, and they save the tickets, the tickets, the tickets, and then they get to go to the booth in the end and pick a little stinky prize that they got from China, and they can all fight over which uh, rubber item that they want to have, have in the end, right? So the act of acquiring the goal and getting the goal are totally separate. They're not the same thing. You get the tickets, and you turn your tickets in to get something. Mitzvahs don't work that way. It's not the shot that we do a bunch of random maizim in Olam Hazah, and at the end of the day, they get converted 
into Olam Haba points that you can then receive X amount of Olam Haba. It doesn't work that way. The act of acquiring the mitzvahs themselves is more like the muscle of the building. It's laying the foundation. There is a dveikis that we have to Kodesh Baruch Hu as we're involved with the mitzvahs themselves. I, a person tells me he doesn't feel it. Well, first off, we do feel it to some degree. Secondly, the Ramcha, we'll talk about that later, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu made a gzera, that he didn't want the full effects of the mitzvahs to be felt while you're still in your body because that would, dis- that would disrupt the balance of Bechira. He-, he talks about it later. We're, we're going to get there. Because uh, oh, oh, good. So we'll get there. Hold, hold that thought. Yeah, yes, hold that thought. I think I know where you're going. We'll get there once again. Um, but again, so yes, you don't fully see the effect of the mitzvah. You sit in the sukkah, you shake a lulav, you, you, you're, you're not fully aware that the fact that you are at that moment being mizdabek to Gosh Baruch Hu, um, to some degree we are able to feel it. And, and certain tzaddikim had a, you know, a much greater effect because of the power of their mitzvahs, but even that was, was limited. I mean, that's, uh, the is going to speak later that the neshama's job is to, um, is to bring light to the guf, and the more that it connects to the mitzvahs, the more awe that it has, and it gets very frustrated in this world, and when a person's nifter and the shama goes to shemaim, the shama can finally shine with all the light that it had acquired in this world. It was waiting just to get it out, right? Um, there is a limitation to our feeling the dveikas in this world, like we spoke about last week also, that, that the nature of this world blocks our ability. But to know that you are being mizdabek, you, you just can't see it because you're within the framework of this world. Or like we said, there's a seder in which you can see it, but it's a limited seder because we all do feel an inspiration. And, and, and Listen, if anybody can go through Yom Kippur afterwards and not feel that his meichen were reconnected back to his, to his midas, to not feel that now he's serving Kosh Baruch with a certain level of clarity that he didn't have three days ago, then he did something wrong on Yom Kippur, right? So to some degree, the effect of that dveikis is felt in this world, right? But again, it's very, it's, it's very, it's very minimal. But as you do every mitzvah, you're, you're, but as you do every mitzvah, you're, you are being mizdabek to Kosh Baruch throughout the process of it also. And it should change our, see, he's going to explain also because every mitzvah to some degree is an element, he's going to, he's going to talk in a second, we'll read it next week, every mitzvah is an element of a Kosh Baruch Hu So when you're involved in that mitzvah, in, in, in that moment, you are, you are acquiring Hashem's Shlemus. The way this farm speaks about it is that the mitzvahs are a, a lavush, a clothing. But it's different than, than I saw a muscle once. It's different than stam clothing. Usually clothing is bottled to the person. There are other clothing which affect the nature of the mensch. You put on an army uniform and all of a sudden you're a general. You know, you put on the doctor scrubs and now you're the surgeon, right? So the clothing is ability to affect the nature of the person itself. So the mitzvahs that we do, we acquire shlemis of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, it makes us shalem by, by being involved in the mitzvahs themselves, and it's a continual process of shleimus which builds as we're ongoing building our, forging our relationship and our dveikas to Kosh Baruch in the next world, while we actually are in this world, right? So it's a process. This would change our understanding of the way mitzvahs work. You know, let, let's give a Moshe Lahavdal. Um, you have a person goes to engineering school, and uh, economics, whatever he does, right? And accounting, and he has to learn the course material, is there any mitzvah in, in perfecting what you're learning in school and learning it and putting your full self into it? There's no mitzvah. There's no mitzvah. What do you have to do? You have to learn enough. That way you'll be effective when you get to work. The whole point of going to school is that you become good at your trade enough that you'll get hired and you'll be a productive worker and then you'll be able to make money. But, but, but the idea that you should do more than getting a good grade or, or getting the, the, the minimum amount that you need to, 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 you know, there's no concept of being an overachiever in, right? It, it doesn't exist because that's not the goal. The goal is you're going to school as a means in order to make a parnasa. Let, let, let's say a different type of person. A different person is in school because he wants to go into academia. So over there, he's not learning what he's learning as a means 
to then go do something in the world of Lamaisa and to make money. He's doing something because he, he thoroughly enjoys the study of science and he wants to become one with science and happens to be it's not true. I have uh, multiple friends who are PhDs and I have uh, another friend who's, uh, who's in academia and he says really it's, they're, doing, they're all out for prestige mm-hmm. and the goal is to publish paper, publish paper, publish papers so that you look really big and once you've done that enough then you can get a cushy job consulting on the side and you get tenure and you know. So even that, there's no Lishma over there either, let me tell you. But, but, but the nature of the studying is a different nature. One is studying as a means to do something else. The other one is studying because he's studying because he, he's supposed to be acquiring the information itself and therefore long nights you know, on, on the books and it's not just about the grades, it's about knowing and understanding and thriving in it and being a machadesh, being a person who can be innovative in that field, right? That, that's, that's, what a, that's what a person in academia is, is generally trying to do. The mitzvahs are the same way also. If we look at the mitzvahs as tickets, if we look at them as them being um, <clears throat> ex, you know, just extraneous actions that will one day give us an olam haba, so okay, fine, you know, I, I'll try to do as many as I can and I'll, I'll gain them and if I'm not in the mood and I want to take a vacation today, um, then I'll take a vacation and I'll do double the work tomorrow and I'll get all my tickets, you know, like that, right? Just like, you know, flexible work hours during the week, right? If you want to take a day off, you work more, you wait late night, another, I'll make it up, right? That's what, that's what you can tell yourself. If you, if you understand that the mitzvahs are your shlemis and, and, and every mitzvah you do, you're connecting yourself with Kodesh Baruch Hu, and it's changing who you are fundamentally, and therefore when you're not involved in the mitzvah, you're actually moving yourself away from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, then, then, then you wouldn't have the same perspective on them, almost like that Mr. Sharm you were talking about, about looking at the schar and, 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 and your hafzid, very much so. A person misses out an opportunity for a mitzvah, it's gone. Like we spoke about last week, a mitzvah asa that you missed one day, you, you can't make it up. You can't get double the tickets the next day. Yesterday's avleida and the ability to be misdabek to Kodesh Baruch Hu and build the connection, just like a relationship. You, you know, you, you can't skip out on, 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 on the wife one day and then say, well, I'll spend double time the, the next day and make it up. <laughs> it doesn't work, right? The whole point is you're building a kesher and a yachas with a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Ramchal says in Mitzvah that Olam Hazah is almost like a, a person making clay. Right, he's making a pot out of clay, and he's forming it. Anything which is deficient in the process of forming it will be felt by the time that the kli is fired. So what's tshuva? Tshuva is when you mess something up, and Baruch Hashem, of gave you the ability that you could kind of rub out what you did and, and reform it, and, and it doesn't always look as pretty as it did the first time, depending how good your tshuva is. So too, a person's working with um, uh, earthenware kli, and, and he makes a, a dent in it. If he's really good, and he does a really good job, he can fix it, and you'll never know the difference. If he's not so good at it, then you'll see a defect in the kli in, in the end. So a person's tshuva, depending on how much did you put into your tshuva, is how much you'll be able to fix it. Baruch Hashem, it's a chesed, Baruch that, you know, some, some, some crafts that you do, one, one small mistake, you'll, you'll feel it. So that, that's the way that mitzvah works. It's an ongoing process of dveikis to Baruch So therefore, any opportunity that's missed, any area which wasn't done properly, and in the way where misyachas to mitzvah is different. If it's a dveikis to Baruch so it's going to have many layers. We'll talk about this more later, but there's going to be machshava. We have to prepare for a mitzvah, think about a mitzvah, learn about a mitzvah. Um, we have to have emotions in it. We have re'usa deliba, a desire to connect to Kodesh Baruch The maisa mitzvah has to be done perfectly. Right? Because when a person does the mitzvah himself, he is being misdabek to Kodesh Baruch Hu. And, and the dveikas process has to be done with all of the trappings in such a way. The way that we honor a mitzvah, right? A mitzvah is not a random action. Rather, a mitzvah is, is connecting Kodesh Baruch Hu. So there's an element of noy mitzvah, like we have by a, by a sukkah or by a lulav. The concept of Zekeli Van Veh was very much so by a sukkah, by, 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 by Arbaminim. We find creates hadar, that all, all, of the, all, all of it's did in, in hadar. I think that one of the understandings of why it's like this is because after Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, the Arizal says that the, the Yom Neroyim are connected, um, small, small tachas reishi. It's connected the concept 
of removing the Ra from ourselves. That it was a 10-day period where we removed all of the, the Yetzirah and all of the impact of our Averis that we did. It's solely our Neshama. The shofar blew on the first day of the 10 days. It woke us up. Oh my goodness, I've been asleep all year round. I forgot all about my Creator and I forgot all about serving Kodesh Baruch properly. And then I spent 10 days at that point once I realized that I've been asleep. You know, I give out right? I slept. And then you spend the next nine days working and trying to fix all the Pratim. Comes Yom Kippur, you, you, you have remorse for everything that you did in the past. And Akash Baruch cleans you, and that's a clean slate. Yitzhahar is gone. The Shama is back in control of the, of the body, ready to go. What's the first thing Akash Baruch does? He throws us into a sukkah. Why? Because a sukkah is a chinuch for what mitzvahs are. Mitzvahs are being mizdabek to Akash Baruch Hu. Our entire life in a sukkah is a mitzvah. When you sleep in a, in, a, in a sukkah, it's a mitzvah. When you eat, even the physical things you do are, 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 are a mitzvah. Singing, spending time in the sukkah, parts, even of the mundane parts of your life become transformed into a mitzvah when you're in a, in a, in a sukkah because it's a chinuch that now that you've removed the ra from yourself and you're ready to, you've done with the surmira, you've moved to the stage of asetov to be kind of shlemis, that Shlemus is not tickets, and you do it in your, in your free time. Shlemus is your entire life. You are forging a connection to Kosh Baruch Hu. Every mitzvah itself is a chayel Kosh Baruch Hu. Even you're eating, even you're sleeping, even you're hanging out, even the way you talk, all of it is, is part of forging the kashar. Kosh Baruch Hu is being mechanachas right away in mitzvahs by throwing us into a sukkah. Lulav, lulav is connected to different parts of the body. That the, the, the spine of the lulav is connected to the shedra. The, 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 sorry, the lulav itself is connected to the shedra, the spine, and, and, the, and the hadasim is the, the eyes, and the arabas is the lips. And, and the esrog is the lave, and one of the midrashim says when you shake the love, you're shaking the arba ruchos elam, being mamlech hakodesh baruch hu. It's everywhere. Saying kol atzmoisay tomarna, my entire being is saying Hashem mika moicha, and you're praising hakodesh baruch hu with every element of your self. It's a chinuch that every mitzvah is a process of dveikus to hakodesh baruch hu, and therefore it's something that we have to be one hundred percent fully. In because we're forming that kasher with Hashem, it has to be something that our entire body, every kayach of our of our neshama, every kayach of our guf, every kayach of our, of our of our emotions is involved with. So both all the mundane parts of our lives have to be schlepped into mitzvahs, and both every element, the facet of our being, between the mitzvahs and the lulav, it's a chinuch that mitzvahs now that we're going to asetov are something which is all encompassing and is a process of growth coming closer to, to, to Kosh Baruch Hu. But it gives a person a very different perspective on life when you realize that the mitzvahs you're doing are the shlemis themselves. They are the tachlis themselves and you will treat them with a whole different mm-hmm. erech. And understand, I'll just, I'll just uh, stop with one, one story, very cute story. The, um, the, the, there are two stories. Really. The, the, the Chavetz Chaim, once a person came to the Chavetz Chaim and he told him that he's going to be leaving for a sukkah's break from the yeshiva. So the Chavetz Chaim told him, he says, I'm a Kohen and you are not. The person was bewildered. Well, the Chavetz Chaim told me he's a Kohen and I'm not. And the Chavetz repeated, I'm a Kohen and you're not. I'm a Kohen and you're not. Bachar didn't know what to do. The Chavetz Chaim says, why am I a Kohen and why are you not a Kohen? Bachar said, I, I don't know. He says, because when, when my ancestors were in the Midbar mm. and Moshe Rabbeinu said, Mila Hashem Eli, it was my ancestors that rallied around Moshe Rabbeinu and not yours. He says, you're going to go home now and you're going to leave Yeshiva. Just know that there are opportunities that are coming your way. Chances for Kiddush Hashem, chances for mitzvahs. Don't mess up because it will be felt way down the line, right? That every, every moment that we have is the ability to be mizdabek to Kosh Baruch Hu through mitzvahs. We can't miss the opportunities. There's a, there's a maisa with the Arizal. Rishal Slanter is going to ruin it. But there's a maisa with, with the Arizal that him and the Talmudim would go up the mountain in Svas to go Mechabal Shabbos. 
Um, and once, when they were about to start Kabbalah Shabbos, they returned to the Talmidim, and he says, now is an opportune time for us to spend Shabbos in Yerushalayim. So clearly he meant somehow he was going to mystically transport them to Yerushalayim. The Talmidim didn't know, they got into a little huddle with each other, and they, and they, and they, and they, they said, Rebbe, we have to ask our wives. Mm-hmm. Rizal says, you missed it. That's it. The divine time for it has passed, the opportunity is gone, like we've, you know, we've, we've, we've missed the opportunity. Saul Slanter said, um, you know, a couple hundred years later, who was right? Ah. <laughs> there is oh, the Talmudim. Right. The Baal Musser says the Talmudim were right. But ah. that's not the point. The point of the story is, I told you, you ruined the story. <laughs> the point of the story is that we have, we have opportunities, and, and, and Elam Haas is a process of, of Dekas to Kosh Baruch Hu, and every mundane action we do, we have a way to use a mitzvah to be misdabic ourselves to Kosh Baruch Hu, and we shouldn't miss the opportunity. So it's a good time to train ourselves not to miss any opportunities and to make our entire... The entire sphere of our life should be spent in in, in kedusha. Okay, shkayach haver. Shabbat yom tov.